Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very, very special episode of the After Lodge broadcast, podcast, whatever we're doing here. Uh, this is your after podcast, Jason. Uh, no, actually, I'm joking. This is uh, the one everybody knows and loves. This is your angry chaplain bringing you a very special episode, episode 98 and a half of the After Lodge podcast. Um, just a real brief recap of how this came to be. I know that most of you all have just been clamoring for a midweek show. Well, you've got a midweek show. Now, the only problem that we're going to have with this show is that the voices that you normally hear, you will not hear today. Uh, After Lodge Jason is in the building, as is producer, what is it, worshipful producer Bruce is in the building, and even the After Lodge sensation Harlan is also sitting in the uh in the building they're all out here part of our crowd our our spectators to listen uh, because they didn't think we could have a show um basically i know that you guys have just been waiting and dying to hear more of the chaplain so here it is uh and joining me today is uh the world famous nipples uh say hi nipples how are y'all doing tonight well you can't ask a question see this is a this is a podcast they're not going to be able to answer you back Okay, so, well, I hope you are doing great tonight there. Okay, there you go. There you go. Um, so this is Nipples. Uh, we'll be talking to him a little bit later about uh, his upcoming uh, nuptials. Uh, nuptials? Nu- nuptials. 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 Oh, oh, and the voice you hear there is a very, very special guest that we have here tonight. This is the past most worshipful kind of has uh, – what's your title, has been? Yeah. Okay. Like has been. And uh, so um, – uh, and also joining us is brother. Are you cubed? Uh, I thought it was Powell, but I guess we can go with cubed. What? Uh, I guess we can go with cubed. Where are you from? Uh, just a little place out in back roads somewhere. I don't uh, know. I found my way down the road and I come up on a house. Sound like you was a little bit from the south of Pennsylvania there. That's what I was wondering. But anyway, what happened is uh, we were going to do a special educational broadcast tonight, and uh, we want to give a shout-out to some brothers on the West Coast. Uh, they had some bad storms. And, brothers, this is for you. We all gathered here to talk to you tonight. We want you to know you're in our prayers. We're thinking about you, and we wish the well the, the best for you. If there's anything we can do, uh, just ring up the old After Lodge podcast, and Jason will be on his way out there to help you out, as will the rest of us. Anyway... <laughs> Let's get going. Nipples, uh, right off the bat, we're just going to jump right into some different things. How's your week been going? Week's been going. Wait a minute, that's boring. That's what Jason and all them do. They, they spend like a third of their show asking you how your week was going. Let's just go right into it. I hear you've got some upcoming nuptials. Well, I mean, thanks. Okay, okay speak up. That thing in front of you is a microphone. Just just talk right into it. You know what? I, I also forgot we got the past master here too not the past master but a past master uh twice removed once removed once removed once removed so we've got him here so we've got all the main players here but uh uh, nipples tell us about your upcoming nuptials what's your plans i'm proposing to my girlfriend on thanksgiving oh wow well tell us more about that I mean, I had ex- I got a yes from her mom and stepdad, but her dad never gave me an answer. So you had to ask her mom. It's nice to do. Mm-hmm. Ask everyone because she was in her more she was in her life more than her father was. So I see her as a father and a mother. Okay, but uh, my understanding was she asked you first. She did, and I asked why. And wait a minute, she asked you to get married, and you asked her why. Because it wasn't traditional. 
The guy's supposed to ask. What okay. he feels it's right to ask. Okay. And your first answer to her, uh, the uh, producer Bruce is leaving the room. He's got to get up early in the morning. Oh, no, he's just apologizing. He was waving at us. I'm sorry. Okay, he's not here. Silent Bob. But, uh, okay, so the first time she asked you to marry her, my understanding is you said no? No, and I asked her why. And then the second time she asked you to marry her? Is when I asked why. Oh, well, what did you say the first time? No. Okay. She asked you twice? Twice in the same night, Yes. Okay, and you told her no. Now, what what was it that induced you to want to ask her to marry you? Because she's stuck around when I was at my lowest, so and helped me get out of my lowest. Mm-hmm. I had a dog that did that, but go ahead. Oh. Favorite pet of mine. I know. I believe some men need a push from a woman. To be honest, okay. I feel like I'm about to start so, making out with this so, thing. So now, when when are you going to ask her to marry you? On Thanksgiving in front of her family. Oh, wow. Now, does her family know this is happening? Uh, Her mom, stepdad. Her That's creepy uncle? It. No, no. No one else. Just those no two. No creepy uncles. Well, past most has been. You were giving him some advice that you didn't think that was a good idea. It's a horrible idea. Why, horrible. Why would that be a bad idea? Well, I'd go right along with the rest of this train wreck, but are you go- when are you going to ask her? Before right dinner? Right before dinner. Right before dinner. I'm going to tell everyone to hold up. There's something more important than this feast right now about to happen. And then who's carving the turkey? Probably her grandmother. Normally does. You haven't talked to her grandmother. Her grandmother's standing there with a knife, a sharp knife. If she doesn't approve, you could be a... what? Uh, decapitated. No, not decapitated. Castrated. Eunuch. Eunuch. Eunuch's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> not with my granddaughter, you're not. <laughs> well, she likes me. Oh, okay. Keep yeah. keep telling yourself that. <laughs> but you're also saying that you're going to get between a mob of people and their food, and you're going to tell them, stop, wait, and you think that's going to happen. Aren't you supposed to say what you're thankful for before you take the feast? Okay. So I was saying I'm thankful for Alex, give my reasoning, and then get on one knee and propose. That is... I'm, I'm out for it. I think this is going to be great. Yeah, don't get down on your knees. Stand up like a man. Show her who's boss. And if you start off on your knees, you're going to be there for the rest of the marriage. Trust me on this. Yeah, but it's tradition for the guy to get down on his knee. Hey, are you a traditional kind of guy? When it comes to that, yes. Screw tradition. Be a man. Stand up. <laughs> you know, I just met Nipples a little while ago. I already like him. I don't know why. Nipples, a, Nipples is a cool guy. What does that say about me? You know what? I think you see a lot of nipples in yourself. Or well, maybe a lot of yourself in nipples. Well, what? What? I think you... Nipples is what you see yourself as when you were a young man. No, when I was a young man, nipples was a completely different subject than what I'm looking at right now. Uh, Well, brother, uh, 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 you got anything else going on before Thanksgiving? Well, we're actually going to do another show before then, so we can. You still have a chance to back out, Harlan. You can't cut that out because he was just giving my nickname. So nobody's going to be letting out nipples. Just, just, just go with it. Leave the okay. studio audience alone. They don't think we can do this without them. Yeah, nipples is already an after lodge sensation. Sure. Yeah, 
Yeah, you're you're famous <laughs> far and wide. There's over 16 people that know your name. 16. Yeah. 17. So, 17. <laughs> 22 counting all the chaplains off the counts on Reddit. So, uh, well, brother squared, how'd your week go? Cubed. 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 Okay, how'd your week go? It, it went all right. Been working a lot. Kind of got a little wet today from the rain, but other than that, it's been all right. Most worshipful has been. This is the future masonry that's sitting across this table from us. I just want you to know that. I'm very concerned about this fraternity. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I got a Jew for a lecturer, so. Uh, well, isn't he your brother? So does that also, doesn't that also make you no, half Jews? He, 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 no, no, I'm not a Jew by no shape or form. And, uh. and I wouldn't claim him if I had to. Oh, there's nothing wrong with Jews. Well, most recent, recent. There's a lot of things wrong with Jews, there, Bub. There's nothing wrong with Jews. No, I, I will defend. I will defend. I will defend Jews to the to the end of the earth. Um, <laughs> will, will past master, most recent, once removed past master. Yes, Chaplain. What do you think about the upcoming brothers in the lodge? Very well motivated. Mm-hmm. I, I like what I'm seeing. Okay. They get a good push from the current master, and uh, I just hope the current master keeps pushing on. Okay. Well, one thing I do have to say is Nipples has really helped out a lot at the breakfast. He's really taken uh, interest in that, and we need you to keep that up. As long as we've got these young guys coming in and working things like that, and I think masonry will continue for a long time, and it also keeps us from having to do it. So. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I hear he's a pancake flipping son of a gun. Yes, he is. He's a. He's yeah. You're a pan. You flip the pancakes. Yeah, I flipped the pancakes. It was there for a little bit, and then we just died off and making pancakes. So okay. So you started making pancakes, and, and now then I'm you at the no, and then you noticed that after that nobody wanted pancakes anymore. <laughs> is that yeah? Kind of the okay. Um, and what do you do with the breakfast, brother cubed? I mean, I've only worked it once or twice. Uh, when I was there, I just kind of did what I was was told to do: wash the dishes, pretty much did everything while everybody else was doing everything else. Like, what, if they had to do something, I'd come behind them and help do what they had to do. Well, let me ask the most worshipful uh, has been and our our, our once removed master: um, What would you all think about a quarterly fish fry? Starting up something like that with these young brothers coming in. I like fish. You do like fish. Oh, I, I like love fish. fish. Yeah. Count me in. I think that a lot of Masons are known for their fish fries, and I think that's something that this lodge, we, we have the fryers back in the kitchen. All we'd have to do is buy some oil and some, and some grease and get it going. I don't think one of our audience members accepts that idea. Okay. He doesn't accept anything. I see a thumbs up. We're good. I see a thumbs up, and I see a gavel ready to smack the thumbs up. Well, this is going to be a very abbreviated edition of the show, so let's get right into some Masonic topics. One is, and there's no joking about this, our, our thoughts and prayers are with our brothers on the West Coast with the storms that have came in, a lot of rain, a lot of flooding. Um, we hope you stay safe, brothers. We're, like again, like I say, we're praying for you, and um, we're thinking about you. Um, anybody else have any Masonic topics they'd like to talk about? Just off the top of your head. Let's see, you're not raised a Mason yet, so you don't have a clue. No. You're not a Mason yet, so you don't have a clue. No, not really. 
you're the once removed past master, so you're just trying to find a way to get out of here. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question about this. One of the problems in masonry, masonry, is a, a, a brother will travel through the chairs. He'll, he'll, he'll do the whole trip around the lodge. He'll learn the parts and all that. And then he spends a year in the master's chair. And one thing that happens is they disappear after that. Uh, once, a past, once a master, he's a past master, then he's gone. What has made you want to stay so interested and involved, and what has kept you coming to Lodge each and every time? Well, I enjoy helping out my, my fellow brothers if they need help or somebody to help fill in a chair where somebody's not going to be available or uh, teach them or just help them. That's what uh, masonry is supposed to be about is helping one another okay. As, uh, and teaching our, our line and teaching the younger ones what we've learned. God bless you. <laughs> Same way with uh, traveling and visitation, going to visit other lodges, being part of, you know, brotherhood and fellowship and camaraderie. Well, I don't travel as much. Let me ask you a question. What do you actually feel like you get out of traveling? A full belly. <laughs> <laughs> a knife and fork degree. Okay. Nothing about the brotherhood, huh? Nothing about learning. Well, that that, new that helps, too. <laughs> okay. Have you seen that, um, most worshipful, have you seen that that's a problem in lodges when people go through, get to the master's chair, and then they leave? Yeah, a lot of times they're called upon to do so much while they're going through the chairs that they get burnt out, especially young masons. I, I, I have a problem with lodges raising someone and immediately putting them in a chair before they know everything. Uh, for instance, my lodge used to be a very vibrant lodge, but this year we've got a guy that we raised last year as senior warden, and if all goes as it should, he will be our master after two years. After two years. Yeah. I was master after three years, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's just long, long enough. Mm-hmm. You you really need to, the time to not only learn the traditions and etiquette of Lodge, but to, to bond with your brothers before you can really effectually lead them, I think. I know the feeling. My first chair was a, was the junior warden. My second year was as a senior warden, and about halfway through that year, our master um, basically just he didn't quit, but he just quit coming to lodge halfway through the year. And so I'm a year and a half in, and I'm master of the lodge, and really didn't have a clue what I was doing. I wasn't official master, but playing the role. Was that because he was sitting in the east looking back there at you, and he decided not to come to the lodge anymore? That could have been. I don't. I may. I may. He, he may have been scared by my brilliance. He may have been my my. My exaltedness, or he just may have got tired of the nitpicking over little things that sometimes that we tend to do. Yeah. Well, you know, it was it was so long ago that I was master of my lodge that it's it's hard to remember. But uh, going on progressing on through the Grand Lodge and everything, you're you're tired, uh-huh. and you need a little break mm-hmm. sometimes. But the true Masons generally come back. Well, I can see you going to the sidelines and maybe taking a year break without getting real involved in anything, but I, I just don't like it when they leave the lodge and you don't see them, you know, maybe once a year to come in and pay their dues or something. That Well, it it comes back again to investigation committees. Uh, we are historically we brought in the wrong kind of we brought in numbers. Mm-hmm. We've got we've asked for members instead of masons. If you have a worthy, qualified young young man, older man, it doesn't matter. If he's truly interested, he comes in and he has mentors in the lodge, and he he learns 
masonry, as you call it, <laughs> if he if he learns masonry, then I think it's in his heart. It's engraved in his heart, and it always will be. And if circumstances prevent him from coming back to Lodge, he still will support the Lodge and take an active part in the activities of the Lodge. And I know a lot of times we have lectures, but do you support like assigning a mentor, or do you think that's something that ought to just happen organically? Yes and no. <laughs> in, in some Lodges, it, it does happen organically, and that, that seems to be the best fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, when someone assigns a mentor, he might assign well, somebody like Nipples. If you assign me to, as a mentor to Nipples, we don't even talk the same language probably. You know, he's so much younger than I am. But if you get a guy closer to his age, I think that he will have a greater influence on him than an older guy like me. Well, can I disagree with something you said a while ago? No. Okay, well, I'm going to. I'm going (laughs) to. One thing that I always thought was a good idea, and and you just said not to, but we may not be on the same page. I believe that when you have a master mason and you've just been raised in lodge, I believe one of the first things you ought to do is to give him a chair. Now, I'm not talking about the South or the West or junior, senior deacon, anything like that. a steward's chair. Exactly. I think you immediately put that guy in a steward's chair and get him involved in the lodge. Give him some duties to do. Nothing great. It could be something that after lodge, you empty the garbage cans or after lodge, you know, help with the dinner. Something to where he feels like he's a vital part of the lodge. I think if you just raise him and say, we hope you come back, brother, I think then you run the risk of them not not coming back possibly well i don't completely disagree with you i mean it's different strokes for different folks i thrived on it i Mm -hmm. thrived on being put in a chair i I loved it um would i have done a better job if it had been later on yes Mm -hmm. i would have but you know officers don't necessarily run the lodge you need committees you need you need people to take the trash out. You need people to flip the pancakes. You need people to change the light bulbs. And any way that you can get them involved. But some guys don't want the responsibility of of being an officer right mm-hmm. away at least. And, and then again, some guys thrive on it, mm-hmm. especially in the lower chairs, in the steward's chairs, in the deacon's chairs. Uh, if they pay attention, they're observant, they, they can learn what's going on, especially when they move up to senior deacon because in my opinion besides master and secretary senior deacon's probably the most important officer in the lodge he's he's who the the candidates bond with he introduces the visitors he he a lot of times is the the for lack of a better word the public face of your lodge with with candidates and visitors anyway i just remember when i first came into the lodge the very first meeting i came into there were some guys that were sitting behind the counter where we serve the food and everything and i had a lot of respect for those guys now at that time i didn't know i was brand new i didn't know if they were who they were but i knew they must be important because they were on that side of the counter it was just a weird thing for me anywhere you go the guys that are behind the counter you automatically assume that they're really involved in the lodge or i do anyway that's the thing i did the the older guys who i looked up to is there were um three or four older guys in our life, and I mean in their 60s or 70s, or 80s. Okay, we're going to have to redefine older guys at this point. Well, brother. <laughs> when, when, when you're 21, 50 is old. Okay, yes. Uh, now, 57, that's not so old. Right. But um, but they're guys that I looked up to, and, and they taught me a lot, but I paid attention. Mm-hmm. I, I absorbed it like a sponge. Some guys do, some guys don't. 
it mm-hmm. it it just depends on on the brother that's coming in. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you think when a brother's raised in a lodge that he has a special bond with those brothers? Or let me ask you, we've got some what we call courtesy degrees in this district, and I'm just curious. I, I don't have a problem with with doing that, especially if a lodge doesn't have the manpower or, or the people to put on. But if if your lodge has that, say that a brother was being raised and they were putting on a special holiday degree or something the way a lot of lodges do, would you recommend that brother be raised in his lodge or would you recommend that brother go to that courtesy degree? I would always recommend that a brother be raised and would take all of his degrees in the lodge that he has petitioned. Uh, Those are the guys that he knows. That those guys participating in his degree is going to mean a lot more to him than than some people that he doesn't know. My son was raised by myself and the Grand Master. He appreciated that, but I was raised by my dad mm-hmm. and and the master of my lodge. It meant a lot more to me than it meant to my son. Uh, and it'll mean a lot more to him, hopefully, when he raises his son. Well, so, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, that's a long ways away. Yeah. Though. <laughs> I hope. What do you think, most recent past master? Well, there are going to be quite a, quite a few of Brother, oh, 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 oh. Mark it. Yeah. going to be a lot of brothers there. <laughs> okay, quit saying that, Ray. <laughs> There'll be a lot of members of this lodge at that raising. Right, that will exactly be performing part of the work. Out, so you're thinking that it, even though it's not in this building, it's still a lot of his home lodge that is raising him. him. Okay. I think the bottom line, it has to do with the brother, the choice of the brother. But uh, I, I'm, I'm with the most worshipful has-been that um, that uh, being raised in your home lodge means a lot. But if it, but uh, the end thing is it's up to the brother. What, what do you all think? You guys haven't been raised yet. What would you all think about that? I mean, I would think that it would mean something more to you doing it in your own lodge where you know the people that, like, you've been raised before in front of these people than going to another lodge. And, you know, like, if, say, you, you mess up a line or something, those folks could be like, oh, well, he, he messed up. Now, I'm not saying they would, but, I mean, like, you don't know how they would react and that would play in your mind but in these like in your home lodge like if you messed up you would think oh well I've, i mean i've messed up before they'll they'll take me as is or like let me ask you a question when you say messed up are you talking about you going through the degree that you're afraid you're gonna mess up right like if they have like like if they if they have stage fright or they stutter stuff would it surprise would it surprise you to know that a lot of brothers that are putting on degrees that have that same fear that they're going to mess up? Not really. Oh, okay. Well, it does. So, what what do you think, Nipples? I mean, the idea of a brother being raised in with his own lodge sounds like a great idea. But if you, but if a if a brother's been patient and he's worked at it for so long and then the opportunity is finally given I mean it's, it would be kind of hard for him not to take it okay so I guess to each his own basically so any other Masonic topics that any of you all want to bring up I'd like to bring up one but I'm a little scared too but you, you go ahead you were getting ready to talk go ahead I'd, I'd like to ask 
and well, these guys are too young to know, but I'll ask I'll ask you and, and Ray. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm working on a proposal for concurrent jurisdiction in this jurisdiction. What What are your feelings? Do you think that I don't know if, what that is? Well, we have you understand jurisdiction that that you where you live determines who's okay what lodge we have our area that you can join the lodge correct. and you have to ask permission to join another lodge correct okay uh, if you belong to uh, if, if you live in a different parish or mm-hmm. county or whatever and you want to petition if you want to petition this lodge and where i live i would have to get a waiver mm-hmm. of jurisdiction which takes time with online databases and search engines background criminal background checks and things do you think that is still needed i understand why it was a hundred years ago when you traveled by horseback or whatever and and you knew the people in how, your community when you say concurrent jurisdiction are you, how far away are you talking are you talking like from State, a, through a statewide statewide Y'all have current, concurrent jurisdiction in this county, don't you? Yes. Yes. Well, we do in my county too, yeah. and in the neighboring county down here, they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot you... of a lot of counties have concurrent jurisdiction, uh, but and and this topic has been brought up by the Grand Lodge officers for us to study, because today in modern society, I don't think it's as, as important that a guy live fairly close to the lodge for you to be able to investigate him properly not to investigate but what about coming to lodge if a guy lives on the other side of the state how often do you think he's actually going to come to lodge make that make that to our trip well i understand that but by the same token if a guy lives in the western part of the state and he he is originally from the eastern part of the state Mm -hmm. he knows he's going to retire in a couple years he's he's planning on moving back home he could join the lodge where he lives and then demit when he leaves. But his dad was master of this lodge over here in the eastern part of the state. And that's and where he wants to be raised. That's where he wants yeah. to be. Okay. Well, now it's it's a hassle, as, as Harlan well knows, as both of us are secretaries of the lodge, getting a waiver of jurisdiction. And I just think it's unnecessary. You think a statewide thing is the right thing to do, though? Or, or what if you said that all counties are have concurrent jurisdiction with the neighboring county so that you're – you may encompass five or six counties there altogether if you do neighboring counties. I'm just thinking from the east side to the west side or the north to the south. Well, that would be we the the counties that have concurrent jurisdiction have within the county borders. This county, uh-huh. the lines right up here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one. We have a guy that we, might live actually a half mile down the road, and he's got to get a waiver jurisdiction for us. Well, no, not really. If he lives closer to your lodge. Your jurisdiction extends within that county, halfway to the next lodge. I did not know that. I thought I well, thought the line was the line. See, and and that is, no one really understands jurisdiction. Okay. In the state, the way our laws read, and it causes an ungodly amount of confusion, uh, complaints from one lodge against another lodge for invading mm-hmm. their jurisdiction, and I think it's just simpler that. You don't worry about that anymore. Let's you think that you, you think that would lead to recruiting, not so much recruiting the civilian, but you know somebody's going to join as Mason. Well, hey, join my lodge way over here or something if they work together or no, and that may not be a bad thing. Well, in, if you know somebody, yeah. But in reality, that work that happens anyway. Okay. Uh, I mean, this lodge you're 
your what do you call him worshipful landscaper yeah uh yeah. you know he's getting guys from all kinds of jurisdictions we have we have guys that belong to my lodge that live in other states because they know guys in my lodge mm-hmm. so they want to come there uh it's understandable you want to go where your friends are where people you know and just because of geography should you be prohibited or maybe not prohibited but caused an undue hardship to join the lodge that you want to join uh, well we need the we need for the reddit listeners to chime in on this and give us their point of view so make sure you get on reddit that's one way to contact us and um, i'm on reddit quite a bit um so uh, chime in and tell us what you think out there just uh, help this guy with you are our nationwide or worldwide committee for this so <laughs> but no it's a good that's an interesting topic at least to me so anybody else have anything like i said this is a very abbreviated edition of the after lodge broadcast does anybody else have anything they want to bring up i'm not going against the whole idea with you with the whole jurisdiction thing too much but i like talking to the mic there i like the idea of when you have a petitioner come in someone outside of that county may not know him personally or as well as others may within that county he lives in so you can always end up with a sour apple joining a lodge well nipples i'll give you a wake-up call that happens anyway um you have to be you still have to be recommended by a guy that within the lodge so he should and i've made it a personal is it still playing all right now we're going okay i'm not hearing anything though you're not playing anything yeah we're not playing anything what what i was getting at a a member of that lodge has recommended you so he should know you but the the reason as far as i can determine for jurisdiction to begin with was to investigate people technology has made that archaic and obsolete i don't think that those same rules still apply and i just you know, I don't know if I'm in a minority on this subject or not. No, actually, I think Mason is a Masonry is a worldwide organization. I don't think we ought to be defined by borders, to be honest. So, uh, other than our grand jurisdiction borders, now I I, well, I won't go that far. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah the the legislation that we're going to propose has a uh, exception for state borders, which is already in our constitution we and in fact i you know i i caused a lot of bless you my son go forth and sin no more um i i had the problem with a lodge down in the southern part of the state which is a with a block from the state line invading another grand jurisdiction and i had to kick 16 members of that lodge. one of them was a senior warden oh, wow. and this was like in september and he's planning his year for master and uh, they had to join lodges in their jurisdiction and then demit back to that lodge. And that young man, unfortunately, just said to hell with it. Yeah. He got he got sick of masonry. And, and I can't I couldn't blame him. He didn't know. He had friends that that belonged to that lodge. That's the lodge he wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. But the they had a longtime secretary who said, "Oh, hell with that. That doesn't matter. He's closer to us than he is a lodge in that." in that state but he could have joined so, that state and had dual membership dual or demitted either okay. one uh and the master unfortunately who was one of my district deputies 
took the secretary. He looked over to his left and said, Brother Secretary, what do we do? And the secretary told him wrong. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was one reason I made him my district deputy, because he was never without his constitution after that. Well, I know a lot of secretaries have led a lot of lodges astray. They usually think that they know it all and that they're the master. You know, they think everything. But well, uh, <laughs> in, in, in most cases, it's true, <laughs> yeah. that because I'm secretary of my lodge. But you know, yeah, most of the time, the, the secretary is one of const, about the Constitution, about jurisdiction issues and legal issues. The secretary is the most knowledgeable person in the lodge. But a master cannot accept blindly what the secretary tells him. Right. Well, hey, I want to tell you, I've greatly appreciated you being here this week. We're going to keep this one short. That's what we promised. Uh, Let us know if you like the midweek shows. Uh, Let Jason and Harlan know uh, how we did, whether it was horrible or whether you liked it. And who knows, they may start to do this once or twice a month. Who knows? Um, But anyway, uh, uh, most recent recent once we move master uh you got anything planned this week this is my jason imitation so if you got anything planned this week no plans this week all right so you're doing your harlan imitation um what about you nipples what's going on other than the upcoming nuptials on thanksgiving what you got going on exciting work work well that's exciting (laughs) brother cubed what about you same as same as nipples work 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 how, how about you most worshipful has been well i have a a board meeting on tomorrow where uh, our worshipful landscaper works i'll i'll work on getting him fired uh thursday scottish right friday and saturday is the red hat society thing and uh pretty full week well, good, and keep up the good work. We really appreciate everything you do. Thank you for all your hard work, and thank you for your contributions to masonry. Uh, this is the Angry Chaplain wrapping it up. We're going to say goodbye, guys, and uh, we'll see you. We'll see you on the weekend. Y'all be careful out there. Happy travels. Bye, guys. Hey, don't forget to find us on Reddit. Total train wreck. How bad was it? It wasn't bad, really. We had more Masonic content in this 20 minutes than you guys normally have in an hour and a half. Shadows of a man, a face through a window, crying in the night. The night goes into morning, just another day. Happy people pass my way. Looking in their eyes, I see a memory I never realized. How happy you made me, oh man. Well, you came and you gave without taking, but I sent you away, oh man. Well, you kissed me and stopped me from shaking, and I need you today, oh man.
Standing on the edge of time 